Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast where we are talking with Coach Tina out of Colorado. Tina's a mountain bike coach and the founder of the women's group Girls, Gears, and Beers. She's been riding for over 20 years and has several different certifications for mountain bike coaching. Tina's a physical therapist and with that she's able to use her knowledge in biomechanics and kinesiology to help assess riders and correct positioning on the bike. Stay tuned while we talk about her group, Girl Gears and Beers, her upcoming clinics, and what she offers as a coach, and how she can help anyone improve their mountain bike skills. Hello and welcome everyone to the Women's MTB Network podcast. I'm Mia, and I'm going to be your host. Our podcasts are about sharing information on all things mountain bikes from a woman's perspective. We'll be talking about bikes, components, gear, upcoming events, coaching, and much, much more. Our goal is to connect women from across the globe and inspire folks to ride, regardless of age or skill level. We'll have guests from all over the world with all types of backgrounds and different riding styles. So get comfy and be inspired to ride. All right, we are... I think we're live. I mean, we're not live live, but we yeah. are recording. Hi, Tina. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Mia? Good. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today and talking to us about you as a coach, you as the head of the Girls, Gears, and Beers group out of Colorado. Um, I wanted to start off just by asking if you could tell us a little bit just about yourself and your background and how you got into mountain sure. biking. Oh, let's see. How I got into mountain biking um, was my freshman year of college. Um, I went to the University of Dayton in Ohio, and Mm -hmm. I got a mountain bike as a graduation gift for high school. And so I took it with me. Yeah, I took it with me to high school or to college, um, rode it around campus, you know, to class. um, And then I joined, it was called the Mountaineering Club, and met met mostly guys um, in the club and then started doing some rides with them. But it was the trip that we took to West Virginia, um, and I remember this this trip. It was we mountain biked, rock climbed, uh, whitewater rafted, camped, and it was amazing. But I remember the mountain biking because the start of the ride, we climbed like a fire road, what seemed like forever, which I'm very yeah. used to now. And in, when I was yeah. in California, um, it's typical. Yeah. But then we got to the trail, and I remember the the terrain being so diverse, like it was you know, we get off this fire road. Um, there was like loamy forest over pine needles and uh, super pretty. And then we'd hit like rock gardens. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, okay, this is a lot harder. And then we'd come out through like a meadow. And then we were on like, a, almost like the edge of a cliff that overlooked the new river, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, this is amazing. I felt like I went through so many different types of um, like environments during that trip. Right. And I was like, oh, I love mountain biking. Like this is <laughs> So, you know, even with the climb, you still liked it? Yeah, the climb was like, okay, this isn't that fun. But, you know, I I had been bike riding for a while, but not specifically on a mountain bike. Um, Right. I was like, okay, supposedly there's a trail like that we're going to after this climb. And I was really fit back then. So I was like, this isn't too bad, but it's not as fun as I, you know, had planned. But then it got way better. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I was 18 or no. Yeah, 18, freshman year of college. That's so nice. I mean, some people get into it late in life, like me. I didn't get into yeah. it till probably, I don't know, like seven years ago, but really okay. fell in love with the technical aspect of mountain biking like a couple years ago mm-hmm. on a trip to Sedona. Um, so it's amazing 
it doesn't matter like how old you are when you discover it, as long as you're having fun. Right. I think yeah. that's the main takeaway from mountain biking. Yeah. So we're, so you're a coach based out of Colorado. Mm-hmm. Whereabouts in Colorado are you? Um, so I'm in Arvada, which is like just Northeast of um, Golden. So the okay. West side of Denver, kind of Northwest okay. side of Denver. And is that typically where you coach, where you offer your coaching lessons yeah. in that area? Okay. Yeah. So I typically do my clinics right now um, at a park in Golden. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have a permit there. It's it's pretty low cost um, to have the permit to coach there. So, That's and awesome. it's like 10 minutes from my house. So it's really nice because it's also got, well, it's a, it's a flat grassy area. So we can do a lot of skill work there. And then the um, one of the trail systems is nearby and it's like, a five minute pedal to get to the trail. So it's great. We can practice skills in the park and then go right over and practice, like execute right on, on trail. So it works out. Yeah. It's really awesome. Um, so what is it you like about coaching people? You know, being a coach, it's like being a teacher. You're good at it. I'm assuming you're very good at it. So what is it that you like about it? Um, so I'm also a physical therapist. So I think being a coach is very similar um, as my, what used to be my full-time career as a PT. We basically coach people. I mean, physical therapy is, a, it's rehab. So it's a lot of right. hands-on, you know, manual therapy, but it's also a lot of fitness and exercise base. And with exercise, it's a lot of like coaching, teaching people, you know, how to change the way they move um, and use their bodies. And coaching on the bike is basically the same thing. It's teaching people how to move their bodies on the bike and how to position themselves correctly to um, kind of control the bike better, have better balance, better body awareness. So um, I think being a PT, moving on from that to becoming a mountain bike coach um, has been pretty, pretty easy for me because I have the background and exercise um, background as well. Yeah. And I mean, I meant it would be awesome because then you know what not to do, right? Or yeah. this is something silly. I literally just thought of this. If you're crashing, okay, mm-hmm. say you're going to, you, you kind of feel yourself crashing. To me, it happens mm-hmm. often. But oh, yeah. do you know how to kind of control your body to where you're not going to hurt yourself as much? Do you, yeah. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, absolutely. And I, I find myself, I do this too. Um, I've had a couple of close calls where you like say you're going off a jump and you get a little nose heavy or you're like starting to slide out on a trail, your body instinctively kind of saves itself. And, right. um, and I'm constantly reminded this by my fiance. Cause I've been really kind of pushing my, um, my skills lately, especially this summer, like doing bigger, bigger jumps, bigger drops, more steep, chunky, um, technical riding. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, you've been riding for over 20 years. Your body knows what to do. And as that's someone true. That's, a PT too, like having good body awareness, like when you're in those situations, your body kind of just, it reacts to it and you do save yourself a lot of times. And that's what I coach a lot of my clients is if you have that good body position, Mm -hmm. um, say you're going downhill and you do kind of get bucked or you start to get bucked by, let's say a rock or, um, kind of get stuffed, then your body instinctively should, or well, if you've got the skills, It, you know, you kind of lower your center of mass, um, you know, push yourself away and then you can save yourself. So, yeah. 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 No, it's helpful. I recently took a mountain bike lesson, mountain bike lesson for the first time in July. Oh, and awesome. to me, it was absolutely eye opening. Like I recommend a lesson 
to anyone, regardless of skill level, because right. of the amount that you learn. And mm-hmm. I loved it. It was in Sedona. It was with my friend Molly. She's an amazing writer. And just so awesome. learning the like center of gravity that you were yeah. just talking about, like yeah. where to center yourself on the bike if you're going to fall forward or back right. or how to, you know, that skill is really, really important. That was just one thing she taught me yeah. out of everything. Sure. But it really is an, an important skill, which, which yeah. is going to lead me to my next question to you. You know, I'm sure you've seen a lot of people that have bad habits, have been riding for a long time, or maybe they're new riders and they're just mm-hmm. learning how to, how to, you know, ride really. How often do you see people with bad habits and how do you approach fixing that? Um, I mean, people with bad habits, that was like me. Like I started riding at 18 and for I probably 15 years, I never took a clinic Um, I mean, that was back in the early 2000s. So I rode with guys. They never told me, they never gave me any tips, any feedback. Um, yeah, not having clinics. Like I developed bad habits because I also did, um, road cycling too. So Mm -hmm. I always thought, oh, you have to stay narrow and like hug your, hug your seat. For like aerodynamics, right? Like, and then I take a clinic back in, I think my first clinic was in 2013 in Los Angeles when I was living there for grad school. And then I learned like, oh no, you're supposed to get wide and like bend your elbows. And I'm like, what? Like, why did no one tell me this? <laughs> so, and it was, I'm sure I don't remember how long it took for me to develop those skills, but um, you know, I had those bad habits too. And so yeah. I do come across some ladies that I've coached and same thing. They started riding when they were younger. Um, they also rode clipped in. So they had bad habits as far as like using their pedals to pull and not really use their, their footwork and their body. Um, so it it can be hard to change, but I think, um, once you kind of, you show them the correct technique and they start to get that repetition, um, it's not going to change in that first lesson, but then they go and they ride their trails and they, they're mindful of it and they start to do these things. And then they're like, wow, like I did this trail and it felt way better. Um, yeah, yeah. I felt that too. Like, I don't think I had a ton. The, the one bad habit she kept correcting me on was I would put, I'd have my first, my index finger and my middle finger on my brake yeah. lever. Yeah. And I just couldn't help it. That's just how okay. it was. And I think it's because I wasn't fitted right on my bike. So yes, the shifters were kind of far out and should yeah. have been a little bit more into where my index finger would kind of just cup mm-hmm. that like brake. I fixed right. it. But it was yeah. really funny. Like every time we, we yeah. do it, she's like, you're using your fingers. Yeah. And I was like, ah. <laughs> it's definitely something I see a lot, especially with the the newer riders that have just started mountain biking. And like 90% of the time it is because of the fit. Because yeah. they're the, the um, yeah, they're too far out because they're not fitted for women most of the time. And right. now the handlebars, they're huge. And so yeah. it just is natural to have more fingers. But then once we correct that, and then it's yeah. like, okay, it naturally falls right on the edge there. And then, um, yeah, yeah. And then once they're doing a couple of rides, it's, it's normal. Yeah. I ended up fixing it and it felt great. And the other thing you pointed out, which is good, like when you learn how to ride in a different way, mm-hmm. you're aware of it. So we did a lesson right after the ride. I was applying everything I was mm-hmm. taught and I instantly yeah. felt more confident. Yeah, like I, awesome. it was for me, it like clicked. It was like, oh. Yeah. I can clear this section. I could do right. this. You yeah. know, <laughs> like it's really empowering. Like, it's yeah. yeah. Little tiny tips. Once you realize, like once you learn them, it's like, Oh, that's not, not a big deal at all. And right. Execute. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's so true. So, um, what type of coaching programs do you offer? 
for people. And I know you don't just coach ladies, right? You coach everyone, Mm -hmm. all types of people, little kids, adults, teenagers. Yeah. I coach everyone. Um, I, through having girls, gears and beers, it's mostly been all women. I've coached Mm -hmm. a couple guys and a couple kids. Um, and that's something that I plan to do as I continue to kind of pursue full-time coaching. Um, the thing I'm struggling with right now is how to break away from girls, gears and beers with my coaching. Mm -hmm. Because right now I'm just um, advertising to the club um, through Girls, Gears, and Beers. So any, you know, if a guy is searching for a mountain bike coach, he's probably not going to find me. So um, this winter I'm I'm currently trying to think of a a business name um, and then a logo. And then eventually do a separate. Yeah. And then we'll have to do an updated podcast because like- Let's get you out there for everyone in Colorado near your area who wants an awesome coach. Like that's, Absolutely. that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this because I think there women needs to see the variety of different people around that are there yeah. to help them, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I know there's a lot of mountain biking in Colorado. I can't wait oh, to yeah. come to Colorado. We're going to yeah. have to ride when I get over oh, there. Definitely. There's so much here. It's, it's a little overwhelming. Really? Yeah. What's one of your favorite areas to ride in? Um, in Colorado, um, I really like Breckenridge. Um, we go there a lot. Um, but Front Range, Colorado has just so much. Um, I do prefer trees over the desert. So okay. Evergreen area has some fun mountain bike trails, probably because that's what I'm used to growing up in Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. kind of swimming through the trees, rocks and roots. Yeah. Um, but I love Sedona, even though that's not yeah. not close. I think oh, Sedona's like the Mecca, you know. Sedona's yeah. probably what, like ten hours from you? Uh Maybe 11, not that far. 11 or 12, oh, I think. Crap. Yeah. It's further out from you than it is from me. Yeah. That's insane. Right. And a part of me was considering moving to Colorado very briefly. Yeah. And then I was like, maybe it's closer to Sedona. But no, no. in fact, it's not. No. I should have looked at a map. <laughs> yeah. But you can go to Moab halfway. And yeah. Then- right. Moab, yeah. though. Right. Yeah. Get two oh, trips. so many places. Mm-hmm. So many yeah, places, amazing to ride. So you mentioned girls' gears and beers. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What that is, and mm-hmm. and you're yeah. founding. You're the founding member of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, starting mountain biking back in college, um, I only rode with guys. I had one friend, a, a good friend from high school, that would mountain bike with me, like through my twenties, kind of off and on. But mm-hmm. um, honestly, I I always rode with guys, which was fine. Um, but riding with men, it doesn't really kind of push you or it didn't push me. And I, I hear this a lot from the ladies because you think, okay, yeah. they're guys, they have, you know, they're stronger, more powerful, different, you know, body types. Um, so I had always, well, I always wanted to get out of Ohio. Um, anyone that knows me will know how much I complained about living in Ohio, <laughs> not having anyone to like do adventurous things with. And so um, finally I escaped, moved to Los Angeles to, to attend uh, grad school um and i did meet a women's group there girls gone riding um yep yep rode with them a couple times um but uh ended up thinking eh, california it's great but it's not really for me um i had a friend that lived in colorado who i went to high school with that moved out there for undergrad and i'd visit her every couple years and then fell in love with colorado and i was like i'm pretty sure colorado has better mountains for mountain biking so maybe maybe that's where i'm supposed to be <laughs> And so when I moved here, uh, it's almost been five years now, I started a Facebook group. And in um, Ohio, I was part of a road cycling group called Gears for Beers. And then oh. so I thought, oh, maybe I'll call my my mountain bike club in, in Denver, Girls, 
gears and beers. And so I kind of came up with that name, um, created just a Facebook group and it kind of grew. I would ride with a couple ladies, um, every Wednesday night we would do like our social ride. And so yeah. we did a brewery, go ride the local trail and then, um, finish at the brewery and have beers, food truck or whatever. And it was a lot of fun. Um, at the start of 2020, I think I maybe had like 200 members in the group and then COVID hit. And then that year it just kind of it like blew up and by the end yeah, I think there was like <laughs> maybe a thousand members. And then, Whoa. yeah, by the end of the year. Um, and then I started to kind of think about, okay, how can I do more with this club? I want to kind of grow it and, um, get people more excited about mountain biking. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, last year gained another like thousand members. And right now I think we're up to like 2,700. So it took off quick. That's amazing. And out of that insurgence of, I don't know, 1,700 to 2,000 that joined in the last couple of years, how many do you think are new riders, women um, who are totally new to the sport? I think a lot. Um, actually, I did a kind of a um, feedback poll last year, or, um, just a Google form kind of asking about their involvement, Girls, Gears and Beers, how yeah. they think things went in de- various aspects. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to ask that question this year. I think it's a yeah. lot. I want to yeah. say maybe like 50% of people um, have started mountain biking since 2020. That's amazing. Yeah, I've seen a total growth too in since COVID. Just in yeah. general, for people getting outside and wanting to learn right. to do something different, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really. I think that's so amazing. It's yeah. so good. It's so yeah, good. It's like our trails are packed, but honestly, I don't care. Like it's it's awesome. I don't know. I tend to not like super packed trails, but I yeah. get it if it's like for a fun thing. Um, right. So you, that's what, actually one of my questions for you that I'd written here. Do you? do you do a lot of social rides? And if so, like, are they scheduled regularly once a week or? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we do social rides year round. Um, they're always on Thursday nights. Um, that's kind of what the night I chose two years ago. And I'm like, Oh, we'll just stick it on this night. Um, so right now our social, we do weekly Thursday nights, but they're Mm -hmm. open to paid members. And I'll tell you about that. Um, yeah. But then uh, once a month, I think it's going to be the end of the month. Uh, the last Thursday of the month is open to anybody or like mm-hmm. anyone that's in Girls, Gears, and Beers that doesn't necessarily pay for a membership. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have trail guides as well. And they post rides also kind of throughout the week on weekends. Um, some of them can be last minute, but I, I basically wanted ladies to kind of organize rides, especially because we do have a lot of new riders, people yeah. that are new to Colorado. They don't know our trail systems Yeah, um, just to kind of help. Making that's really amazing. Yeah. yeah. Really awesome. That's really great. So yeah, you touched on it. What, um, tell us how, so I moved to Colorado. I want to join your club. Like, how do I go about doing yeah. that? Um, so the easiest way is just to look us up on Facebook. So we're a private Facebook group. Um, okay. and we're super active, active meaning like, yeah, we do weekly social rides, but we have people posting multiple times a day, just all kinds of things, mountain bike related, sometimes not mountain bike related, um, sometimes general biking, gravel biking, road biking, bike packing. Um, But yeah, we're super active and like ladies feel comfortable to ask questions um, because there are mountain bike groups on Facebook where it's, you you know, you can be harassed for asking a a silly or a stupid question. And I really love with, with our club, like people aren't afraid to ask questions um, or to seek advice. So it's been, it's really awesome that 
they have a safe spot to do that. That's awesome. Um, I want to join, even though I'm not part of your group. I just want to join part of the community. (laughs) Yeah, you can. And honestly, I get people requesting to join. Um, Like I have a lady that just reached out. She's from the UK who's coming over for, I don't know, a couple of weeks or a month. And she joined and reached out to me and said, Hey, I want to ride when I'm there. Like, can I join you? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And like, she's looking for recommendations for like renting a bike and and stuff like that. That's awesome. People will come just if they're in town too. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. So I sign up, I reach out to you and you mentioned there's a membership. Explain to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I've always, since it grew, I was kind of thinking, okay, how can I make this my career, my full-time career? which would be honestly a dream come true, which is now coming true, which I'm That's... still kind of like, I know the future, there's still work to do, but it's happening so fast that I'm hoping I can keep it rolling. But um, one comment I was getting this year from other trail users is that our club is too big um, because for our social rides, we were getting sometimes 30 to 40 people out on the trail. That is and a lot. Our, yeah, some of our trail systems, um, there's like, one main vein to get to all the other trails and you can you know people can clog that up especially when it's us plus others um we do break up into groups of eight and try to space it out but still you know things happen you can kind of run into each other um yeah yeah so we're trying to figure out okay how do we manage this and um a couple well more than a few people have said you need to start having it paid like paid members can attend your social rides and for a while, like, I didn't really want to do that just because I want it to be kind of open to everyone and have people be able to meet people and make friends so that they can right. go on their own rides. Right. But then we also have a ton of sponsors that give great discounts, mm-hmm. um, which is worth like probably multiple thousands of dollars at this point. Wow. So people were like, well, why don't you charge a fee? Because I'm putting in the work. Um, so it, it would be fair to have a separate, um, you know, separate rides just for paid members or paid members get yep. these other perks. Yeah. So yeah. In Mar March, end of March, early April, I launched paid memberships. Nice. And yeah. I got a lot of those. Um, to help what are some out. of the benefits that, that the members get? So you're saying like yeah. you get discounts, right? From sponsors. Like what are some yeah. of your sponsors that you have? Um, let's see. We've got one of the um, local companies to Arvada. Actually, it's called seven protection. They mm-hmm. make helmets, knee pads, elbow pads that are really great. They're becoming yeah. super popular. They I have their full face. Yeah. 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 They're they're probably my favorite sponsor. I go through a lot of their knee pads. Um, and uh, let's see, Wolf Tooth Components um, is nice. one of our newer ones. P&W Components. Um, Scratch Labs. They're based in Boulder for nutrition. Nice. Yeah. We have a dietitian based out of Vail. Um, nice. A bike fitter who's in Golden that offers her services. It's going to catch a squirrel. <laughs> Was that your dog? Yeah. It's a squirrel. Literally, squirrel. Yeah, buddy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was just counting today. We've got 25 um, local bike shops. Um, uh, we've got a, a few bike shops that offer discounts on bikes and then um, service products. Um, a couple amazing. other nutrition yeah. companies and like clothing companies. Yeah, so, that's so good. That's yeah, so yeah. good. So yeah. then the members would get discounts to any of those sponsors that you have. Yeah. So some, group. right. Like some, they have like just a unique code for members to like apply at checkout or they go into the shop right. and say, Hey, I'm with girls, gears and beers. Um, Trestle bike park, which is here 
mm -hmm. at Winter Park. It's a really awesome bike park. They give us the industry discount. Um, which is a huge discount for season passes and daily lift tickets. So that's a really, really nice that's perk awesome. that we have. Um, that's so then, good. Yeah, I want to come over there and be right. part of your club. <laughs> of course, anytime. Yeah, we are year round. Yeah, that's another thing. So it snows there, right? Colorado, you get mm -hmm. some bad weather in the winter mm -hmm. time. There is there any riding at that time over there, or do you guys at least yeah. get together socially for like beers? Yeah, yeah. So last winter we it, the weather was great until like the end of the year. So we were riding in December. Um, come January, I've only been here now. I guess this will be my fifth winter. But last winter was pretty wet. Where I remember the the winters before that, usually between like January and March, um, it'll snow, and then maybe I can't ride for like two weeks here in the Front Range. But right. then after that, you know, it melts and then you can ride again. But I feel like last year it, w it consistently snowed and kept the trails wet where it was like three to four weeks where I couldn't ride like my local uh, trails. No. But um, usually about two hours south in Pueblo, the trails are dry down there or Canyon City. So a lot of people go down there when yeah. the trails here are, are too wet. Yeah, yeah. That's but. pretty good though. I mean, you made a point like Southern California or California in general. I'm in Southern California. Where were you when you lived here? Um, I was in Manhattan Beach. Okay. Yeah. Southern California. Yeah. So there is, there is just mainly a lot of trail riding. Yeah. And while I don't mind trail riding, I prefer the fast downhill or technical style of yeah. riding. There right. isn't a ton of that. And correct me if I'm wrong, people who are listening, but I haven't found a ton of just downhill trails there's a lot of it is it's it's like cross country so but i still really enjoy it yeah like i'm in ventura county specifically and a okay. lot of the trails are oh yeah they're great to train you know they're great right. to um build your stamina and do intervals mm -hmm. and hills and stuff like that but i see these amazing videos of women in further south in san clemente and laguna yeah. hills and stuff like there's a few women that I've become friends with Meg um, and Kelly, and they just, mm -hmm. they have such a blast with their group of women down there that yeah. I cannot wait to go ride uh -huh. with them. Hopefully this fall. Although Meg, uh, she suffered a really bad clavicle fracture a couple oh, of days no. ago, like yeah. totally ripped off. I'm oh, hoping God. to have her on the podcast still there yeah. in about a month <laughs> to do a bike check with her beautiful yeah. SB 150. So that leads me to that question to you. What kind of bike are you riding these days? Um, so I ride a pivot switchblade, um, which before that I had the pivot Mach 55. And okay. then after a year of riding that, um, so when I was demoing bikes, I couldn't decide if I wanted to try the 29er and mm -hmm. then somehow got talked out of it, got the Mach 55, loved it, but then realized I still have trouble, like, you know, pedaling up and over steeper technical obstacles. Right. And like I'm five, nine so, and a bigger girl. So I'm like, I should have gone with the, with the switchblade in the first place. Right. So put in my order in like November of, uh, 2020, I think. And mm -hmm. it took a whole year. I finally got it, but it's amazing. No. So I've been riding that for the last year. Oh God, a full yeah. year. And I was complaining my bike taking four months. Right. So. Yeah. So now I'm like, do I want any other bikes? Do I need to place my order? But no, I love this bike. So I don't plan on getting anything different. That's Thanks. definitely one I want to demo. I actually saw one at my local bike shop uh, over mm -hmm. the weekend. Oh, nice. And they're beautiful looking bikes. The mm -hmm. ones that they had built, though, were all lodges and, and extra lodges. So none of them really mm -hmm. fit me. But yeah. um, they were also like nine to $10,000. So they had the yeah. top of the top 
components and stuff on there. It was just, so I don't know. I'm going to build something for next uh, downhill season, next bike park season. And I don't know what's going on with my hand yet. I see the surgeon's boots. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's, I want to try that, the switchblade. What's the travel on that bike? Um, one sixty, one forty. Okay, that's not too yeah. bad. That's yeah, really good in between. Perfect. Like, yeah. 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 Mine's one thirty, one fifty. Okay. So it's not too bad. Yeah. I really yeah. love my bike, actually. Yeah. For what, what I do, have- I love it. I have a Revel Rascal. Okay. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about those too. Yeah, it's so yeah. playful. It's the best bike I demoed when I was looking yeah. to to upgrade. Oh, um, nice. it was really. Although I didn't really get to. I did. I lied. I did get to demo a Yeti mm-hmm. um, and SB 140, 130, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. in Sedona. And I absolutely love that bike to a yeah. point where I was thinking like, oh, should I have gotten the Yeti and not right. the Revel? You know, like I was yeah. questioning myself. So that's why mm-hmm. I think for my Enduro bike, I might do a Yeti and yeah. SB 150. So I don't know. I have to, I have to test it out. You know, when you're spending so much on something. You yeah. Gotta... You gotta try it a couple times, try others like in the same week. Yeah. Yeah. So I was hoping to do that at Rome in Sedona. Hopefully, mm-hmm. again, hand yeah. will just need a cost for like three weeks. But yeah, um, I'm hoping to, to try the rail, the Revel rail out yeah. there. And um, I think they're going to have pivots as well. So I might try that. Yeah. But nice. we'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, that'll be fun. So how can people contact you for either coaching or to be part of your group? I think you said for the group mm-hmm. is Facebook, right? Fine. Girls, Gears and Beers on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, if they have Facebook, we're also on Instagram, just at Girls Gears and Beers, and then the website, yep. girlsgearsandbeers.com. Um, and then some people contact me through the website, um, through, I don't know, contact us form, or just email okay. girlsgearsandbeers yep. at gmail. And I'm going to put all this information in the description of the podcast and the YouTube video so people can find you super easy. Um, I also do have you up on our website, the women's MTB, uh, network. And then when you get your, um, coaching off the ground officially, when you have everything set logo and all, just send it to me and I'll put you up there too. So I think that'll be a good way to, you know, just extra Mm -hmm. exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause right now it's all on the website. Um, I've got just, uh, I think it's coaching and then a coaching calendar. So kind of general information about pricing and all that on the coaching. And then the coaching calendar has um, any of my like small group clinics that -hmm. they can find dates and and information there. Okay. Yeah. That'll be good. I'll post that link to that as well. Yeah. And then um, I wanted to ask, can I place, I think I've asked you this before, but can I place Mm -hmm. all your upcoming rides on our website too? I'm trying to like, I'm trying to get this events page going every month so people can like find a bunch of events as they go. And I know you guys have a ton of really cool stuff always coming up. It's been challenging for me, honestly, to stay on top of everything. Although Becca, I, I, I met Becca online on Instagram. I did a podcast yeah. with her last week, the clothing yeah. one, and she's absolutely amazing. So she's going to start helping me with stuff as well. Yeah. But it's a lot. I've found, you know, oh, working yeah. full time and all this stuff has been hard. Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, I'm not working full time right now. And I'm just trying, like today I was trying to do some updating to the website. And I'm like, I am not good at this. Like, I feel like I should hire somebody, but then it's like, no, I have the, the time to do it. I just, yeah. it's overwhelming. Yeah, it really is. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Thank you so much, Tina, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Is there something else? (laughs) Thank you. I mean, it's, it's starting small, but you know, you got to start somehow, right? It's going to grow fast. Do you have anything you wanted to inform people who are listening just about your group or your coach that we haven't covered? Yeah. 
Um, no, I, I'm kind of winding down for the season, but I did just recently offer up some dates, um, some clinics this coming weekend, um, Friday, and then the next two weekends, I've got some clinics coming up. Um, okay. But again, it depends on the weather. And then awesome. Girls, Gears, and Beers is going to be out at the Betty Bike Bash race this coming Sunday. Oh, which I is heard about awesome. that. Yeah, it's a huge like women's only race in Lakewood. So not too I gotta, far. I got to put that down too. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm going to, I'm going to let you go. Cause I know it's getting kind of late over there in Colorado. Thank you so much again. Oh, and yeah, um, having me. have an awesome time this weekend with, yeah, both, I will. you know, the race and coaching and everything. Yeah, I will. And uh, we'll catch up soon. Okay. Thanks. Nice thanks to Tina. Have All a good right. one. You too. Bye.